0: Hey, guys, we are going to hit Matthew 3 and 4 today, Matthew 3 and 4. I'm going to dive right in and I want to read, pause and talk. That'll be my game plan. I'm going to do it a little differently today. And I think actually we can get through both chapters. I don't think every time we'll be able to do that. Some of the chapters in Matthew get crazy long, but these are still pretty short. So let's do this matthew chapter 3 in those days john the baptist came preaching in the wilderness of judea and here's what he was preaching so we get a summary by matthew repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Mm -hmm. so what does repentance have to do with the kingdom of heaven And what does it mean that it's at hand? So I I want to just read verse three, and then I'll come back to verse two, because I think we have ideas of repentance and ideas of heaven that might not quite be what Matthew is intending or what John is intending when he says that. So it says, For this is he, who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. When Isaiah said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now, do you guys remember when I said, when Matthew quotes a verse from the Old Testament, we wanna click on that verse and go to that uh, passage. And so I'm just going to go ahead and do that. And uh, I I like reading and studying from the Step Bible, stepbible.org. It's just S-T-E-P-B-I-B-L-E.org. It's free and it is the best, most comprehensive uh, Bible study tool I have found on the Internet. That's free. It's awesome. So I clicked on the little footnote there. It's just a little F in front of the reference to Isaiah. And it took me to Isaiah 40. And I'll just read a little context here Um, in Isaiah 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. Hmm. Her, Her sins are forgiven that she has received from the Lord's hand double all her sins. Well, what's going on? Well, in the previous chapter in Isaiah, at the end of Isaiah 39, you get a little narrative section. It's interesting because Isaiah is a lot of prophetic poetry. That's the format. But a weird little section in Isaiah 39 out of nowhere is narrative. And it talks about the exile that Israel will experience into Babylon. So Isaiah 40 is a transition from the prophet speaking about the judgment that Israel will experience because they rejected God to the salvation they will experience. In other words, they will be kicked out of the land because of their sin, but they're going to be brought back into the land because their sins will be forgiven. Isn't that interesting, that language. And how are their sins going to be forgiven? Um, well, because they will have gone through a period of exile, of separation from God. Do you guys just start to hear the parallels on the cross? I think it's just sitting there for us to, to process and think about as Jesus is gonna be exiled and sins are forgiven. Um, And then it says that a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. And Lord there is the the Hebrew word Yahweh, make straight in the desert, a highway for our God. And it says that the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed in Isaiah 40 verse five. And so it's interesting the return of israel is related to the arrival of god's glory and are you guys ready you just keep reading a little bit further down in isaiah 40 and it says oh go up on a high mountain herald of good news (laughs) lift up your voice with strength O jerusalem herald of good news say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Behold, the Lord comes with might and his arm rules for him. And he's going to tend his flock like a shepherd. There's that language of shepherding from Micah 5.2 from our previous lesson. So if I keep scrolling down here, I read about how God is going to bring salvation. He's going to return the people. And I, I, boy, it'd be fun to just go and do a, a whole study on Isaiah here. But if you just go two more chapters, you start to learn about God's servant in Isaiah 42. And it is his servant whom he is, uh, it's God's chosen in whom his soul delights. He has put his spirit upon him and he's going to bring forth justice to the nations. So just just remember that, okay? Hold on to that in Isaiah 42. Again, that was just two chapters past where we were in Isaiah 40. All right. So that was a bit of a bomb there in Isaiah 40. And I'll just say this. Every gospel quotes Isaiah 40 in the beginning of its gospel. Mark literally quotes it as his thesis statement. In Mark 1 and Luke and Matthew have it in John in their third chapters John has it uh, later on in his first chapter when John the Baptist shows up it's pretty awesome so clearly it's a big deal and notice salvation is about returning to the land it's not about going somewhere so let me go back to that language John says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand The kingdom of heaven is not about going somewhere away from this earth. In other Gospels, it's referred to as the kingdom of God. And it's at hand. It's here. So John is inviting, and Jesus is going to pick up this language, guys, in the next chapter. John is inviting people to repent. And repentance here is not... Uh, merely a a way to say to God I'm sorry but rather it is a change of allegiance I think it's a better way to understand it because the kingdom of God is now here so it is time for you to give your allegiance to the king who is bringing the kingdom I think that's how we're supposed to understand that. With that, I'll keep trucking here through this. How are we doing with time? Eight minutes in. Okay. We start to learn that John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Why am I being told? Why am I being told all this? Um, John clearly doesn't shop at Old Navy. Well. Guess who else had a, a similar type of outfit? And again, if I just look at my little Bible program here, there's a little eye right above a garment of camel's hair. And I just click on that and it takes me to 2 Kings one eight. And guess who else had such a fashion sense? It was Elijah. And I don't know, maybe you would say, Okay, so they both kind of had a similar style about them. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. At the end of the Old Testament, it says in Malachi that when Elijah returns, that will be the arrival of God. It's in Micah chapter 5. It's literally like the last verse of the Old Testament. (laughs) So it's kind of a big deal. Uh, And I I think that's what we're supposed to be recognizing here. And I think that's why Matthew was telling us how he dressed. And so uh, Matthew uh, explains further that John is baptizing people. Now, the Pharisees are going to get ticked off at this, and I I assume. And then John is going to kind of go off on them. The reason they're ticked off is because Jews... I don't think typically got baptized. You would baptize someone who wasn't a Jew. And so when many of the Pharisees, verse 7, and Sadducees were coming to John's baptism, John said, hey, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And he says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Don't presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. John says, because God's able to raise stones as children for Abraham. So he says, I baptize with water, but one's coming. I I can't even hold his his Birkenstocks, right? And he's going to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then here comes Jesus. So I'm skipping a little bit here because I want to make sure we have time for chapter four. And um, here's verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John. To be baptized oh and by the way a whole bunch of other people have come across the jordan to be baptized by john so just process that with me for a second it it says actually all of israel let me go back to it um yeah then then jerusalem and all judea and all the region about the jordan were going out to him and they were getting baptized, confessing their sins. I think this should maybe sound familiar, but was there another time in the old Testament when all of Israel was right by the Jordan river and having a water experience, right? So as they're entering into the land. So I I think we're being asked to see this as a new Exodus event for the people of God being led by a new Moses right? Who has been rescued from a ruler who tried to kill him out of Egypt. And now actually that new Moses figure is going to have a water experience. So let's go to that. In verse 13, Jesus comes to be baptized. And of course, John says, I need to be baptized by you. Do you come to me? And Jesus says, let it be so now. Fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. <clears throat> then he consented and Jesus was baptized immediately. He went up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. Um, And it, it says, I'm actually curious because I think um, the opening, I, I wonder if Matthew does this, the opening of the heavens parallels the ripping of the, Uh, curtain in the Holy of Holies so I didn't I didn't totally look that up to see if it's the same word in Matthew I bet it's the same one in Luke Um, so why is Jesus wanting to be baptized I uh, Jesus doesn't need to confess his sins Uh, I think he's identifying with the people though and as he will be baptized here identifying with the people of course this is a foreshadowing of how he will identify with and represent the people on the cross and so uh, i think that's the line of thinking there and the spirit of god is descending like a dove and coming to rest on him we have new creation genesis language here don't we where in genesis 1 the spirit of god is hovering over the waters And now I have the Spirit of God hovering over the waters, and Jesus is there. And I have a new humanity that is happening in and through Jesus. And then we have a powerhouse quote from God that says, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. So the this is my Son is coming from, uh, Psalm two, the beloved is Isaiah. Um, sorry, is Genesis twenty-two, the the reference to um, Abraham <clears throat> and Isaac, and then the well pleased is coming from Isaiah forty-two. So <clears throat> these these words are all, all hyperlinks or phrases to those three other passages for us to consider and process. So more is being said underneath this phrase. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. than we even think at first. So I would invite you to, to go and click on those links and consider how they relate to, to Jesus. I have four minutes to talk about Matthew (laughs) four. So, uh, we're not going to get through all of it. And that's fine. That will continue to be uh, the way things go on these podcasts. I want to keep it to 20 minutes and I won't be able to read everything. Um, I, I think I'm actually going to skip the majority of the temptation part, um, except for, for one comment. So Jesus is led into the wilderness for 40 days. Much like, of course, Israel was led into the wilderness for 40 years. I think that's clearly intentional. So again, think about it, Matthew three, water experience, Matthew four, going into the wilderness. And here, of course, as um, the uh, devil tempts Jesus, he quotes Deuteronomy every time. So we're thinking about Moses and Deuteronomy and in the wilderness. And the devil offers him, among other things, all the nations, he offers them all the nations. And I actually think there's obviously a catch to everything being offered, but at some level, this is something the devil really can not offer him. I think so. I think God has actually given the devil the, the rights to the nations at some level. I think this relates if you're curious to Deuteronomy chapter 32 verses 8 and 9. But as I think about the storyline of Matthew, Does Jesus receive all the nations in Matthew? He does. But not by listening to the devil, but by listening to God, the Father, and he will be on a cross and he'll be raised and he'll say in Matthew 28, all authority of all the nations has been given to me. So go and make disciples of all those nations. I think there's something there for us to consider. Last last thing to just highlight, as Jesus is um, beginning his ministry now, empowered by the Spirit, he is going to begin it in an unlikely place in Galilee. He doesn't begin it in Jerusalem. He begins it in Galilee. And he actually is hanging out with a bunch of Gentiles. So whatever this kingdom is, It's unlike a kingdom that they thought about in the Old Testament. And it flies in the face of the attitudes that Jews had in the first century of the Gentiles. The kingdom of God has arrived for Jews and for Gentiles. And Jesus says the same thing in Matthew 4, verse 17, that John did. So if you were to summarize Jesus's teaching ministry in one verse... I would go to Matthew 4 verse 17 and he says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and as Jesus makes that announcement he calls his disciples and what does Jesus start to do well Matthew tells us as he's proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom Matthew 4 verse 23 the gospel of the kingdom what is the gospel of the kingdom it's the arrival of God's reign in and through Jesus. And what happens? He starts healing people. And demons are are cast out. And, of course, Jesus will begin teaching about the nature of his kingdom. So there's more going on here than the idea of forgiven sins and going to heaven. So maybe that's a way I want to sum up here. I started in Matthew 3, thinking about what the gospel is. It's the arrival of God's glory and his kingdom coming to earth. It's not about us getting out of here. And what it looks like when God's kingdom comes and shows up and begins to restore. And of course, the cross is all a part of this. Forgiveness of sins, all a part of this. But it's more, and it most definitely is not, about how we get to heaven so that that might be weird for some of you i i get that and if you want to process that more with me i'm happy to do so but again i just invite you to think about the way the word gospel is being used in matthew 3 and in matthew 4 thanks guys we'll uh i was gonna say we'll chat next time but There's really no chatting here, but I'd love to chat with you about this. So come and chat with me sometime.